Hi everyone, I'm Luis from newsreviewer.com here coming to you to do another episode of the podcast World of Entertainment. Uh, basically what I do, if you haven't, if this is the first show you hear, I don't know, I just go through movies, I do uh, short reviews of films and music and, and sometimes I just pick a subject and just talk about it a little bit. And that's what I'm going to do on this one. I, I haven't uh, seen anything new that I want to review. Uh, uh, so I'm just, I just wanted to talk a, a little bit about a subject that I, that, that I wanted to, to share. Actually, I, I thought about this a long time ago, but I never quite did, did it. So I felt like today was a good time for it. Um, of course, you know, when, when it comes to movies and when it comes to films, uh, there are many genres, many uh, different, I mean, uh, there's comedies, drama, science fiction, and there's documentaries. Documentaries are our kind of film. And I'm a huge fan of documentaries, I have to admit. Um, I absolutely love if they are biographies, uh, if they cover historical events, uh, nature, uh, all of those things. I'm very interested in them. Uh, I usually take the time. Uh, to see them, uh, and I think uh, we always can learn from them. That's something that I like. That's something that I that I really love about documentaries, and that's one of the things that I enjoy uh, seeing it. We can revisit a different time period, um, especially those where I wasn't even born yet, which is interesting. Uh, so it's really good. I think it's that's the kind of thing that I really. Uh, <clears throat> you could also go deeper into some events that you might know a few things about. So it's kind of a great uh, to see documentaries, and I love uh, watching a good documentary. I really do. Uh, of course, sometimes when I say I enjoy it, uh, it's hard because of the topic, um, because there are some documentaries which cover uh, sad things, tragedies. So. Uh, uh, of course, you don't enjoy that that it happened, but uh, when you can see in detail and understand and learn, because that's, that's, I think, is the main thing when it comes to watching something that happened, is learn from it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I just picked a few documentaries. They really vary. They come from music documentaries, uh, historical events, uh, crime, uh, uh, I think there's a wide range of documentaries here. Some of them, uh, I think you'll be able to find them on my webpage, www.lewisreviewer.com, which I invite you to check it out. You can follow on the blog itself, or you can follow on on, on, the, on the social networks like YouTube, Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not that active on, on the Instagram, so I'm not going to, I can't say that... Uh, I'm really active there, but I, I'm also there if you want. Uh, so anyway, let's go to it. I'm, I don't want to make the video uh, huge, um, that long. And the first documentary that I'm going to start with, uh, it's, uh, well, it's, it's a documentary about my favorite band. Uh, it's the Beatles Anthology. Now, when the Beatles Anthology came out uh, in 1995, I think it was uh, released on, on ABC, I was a recent uh, fan of the band. Um, I think I've became a fan maybe uh, three or two years uh, before '95, so I knew little about the band at that time. 
Uh, yes, I had seen documentaries, uh, but I was still in the process of, of really learning their music, uh, their solo careers, uh, and all and all, and all the story. Uh, so there was a lot I didn't know. I don't think YouTube was big at that time. So there were a lot of footage of the band that you just couldn't see, uh, especially me in, in my island. Uh, televisions wouldn't play that much of the Beatles anyway, because when you, I think they, they focus on other types of music here, uh, Puerto Rico, more Latin stuff. Uh, so when the documentary came out, I was so excited. Um, and and I, I mean, the first time I saw it uh, was on, on TV, which they, I think it was two hours uh, divided in three days. Uh, so, but the real uh, gold mine came when they released it on video. Uh, now that was amazing. They had uh, eight episodes. So you had eight VHS. Uh, that was my first edition. I had it first on VHS and then I got it on DVD in 2003. Um, so you get from the moment they were born to the moment they broke up. Uh, they don't go beyond the Beatles. They just end when they broke up. Um, and uh, what makes this documentary great is that it's told by the Beatles themselves, uh, including arch archive uh, interviews of John um, and those around, those who were closest to them, George Martin, Neil Aspinall, uh, a few other people. I don't, I don't think there were a lot of people other than the Beatles themselves. Um, but it was really very interesting. It was directed by Goff Onefort and Bob Smeaton. And of course, the music was produced by George Martin. Uh, composed, the music composer, well, there was something instrumental. I think it was George, or he arranged the instrumental versions of Beatles songs that were used. Uh, so it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, watching the footage of the early years uh, was really priceless, priceless because it included live concerts, uh, the music videos, which at that time were not, I couldn't find them. Uh, it was great to see them, especially in Strawberry Field. Um, it, it's just such a great documentary in terms of the footage, in terms of the content, in terms of uh, how personal it was because it was told by the Beatles themselves. It was, I think it was very honest. I think it was very well done. And just in, on what in, it includes, uh, the footage themselves, I think it's enough to make it such a great documentary. Uh, of course, the new songs which were included, uh, Free as a Bird and Real Love, just given uh, an added bonus uh, to that documentary. Uh, so I've been rambling on on that one. Let's go, I mean, I have quite a few. And the second one that I wanted to kind of talk about is another musical uh, documentary, and it's running down a dream. Now this is one heck of a massive uh, uh, documentary. Of course, it is about the life of Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker. Uh, they hit the whole story, um, and it's a really long documentary. I mean, it was really, really, really long. I mean, I think it lasted like three hours or, or plus. Uh, but it was an excellent documentary. Of course, I knew. If I, I didn't know much about Tom Petty before the, the 80s. So to to learn about this, the 70s years of, of the Heartbreakers really, was really interesting. Um, they go very deep into each period, each album, uh, with great insights from the band, from Tom Petty himself. The same with the anthology, great footage, 
very, very insightful and very interesting. And I think, of course, Tom Petty is uh, a great songwriter, great artist, as well as the whole band. And this was and this was directed by Peter Bogdanovich, who's very known uh, producer. Uh, so uh, yeah, this one is very good and. Uh, Features interviews from Jeff Lynne, Dave Grohl, Eddie Vedder, George Harrison. Of course, I think George Harrison might be foolish because he he already passed by 2006. Um, so, I mean, it's very interesting. Of course, it covers the traveling Wilburys and Penny solo career as well as the Heartbreakers uh, band itself. So this is, if you're, if you're a fan of Tom Petty, I highly recommend this documentary because I'm really sure that you will enjoy it. Uh, so now moving on, this is, I want to go to one of my all time favorite documentaries. I've actually seen it uh, more than once. And it's, it was released in 2016, uh, directed by Ezra Edelman. And it was released on ESPN films. And it's, and it's um, I think it's a four, four part uh, series. And of course, it's OJ uh, Made in America. So the episodes of this docu of this documentary, uh, they go from OJ Simpson's rise as a football star, fo football star, to his fall in the time of Nicole Simpson's and Rogan Goldman's murder, through the trial to after the trial. It's very, very, very very insightful. Um, they provide a lot of detail into his life, into the trial. Um, the law, you get interviews from both sides, lo both lawyers. Uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about um, the defense and the prosecutors. Uh, it's a sad story. I mean, I, I, when I, uh, when I finished it, I was really sad uh, for a lot of reasons. The first one is that uh, the trial kind of became about everything other than Nicole and Ron, and uh, and it's and it's kind of uh, I mean it's understandable in, in, to some degree, but it's still sad because those two people never got justice. If OJ didn't do it, uh, then no one care to search for someone else. Uh, I believe the evidence was clear, uh, but you know, this is not a, it's opinion only because I don't know the facts. I wasn't there anyway. Um, but it's, it's a sad, it's a sad documentary on all sides uh, because if, if really OJ didn't do it, then his life was really damaged forever uh, by the event. And, uh, and I, I don't think anyone won on this situation. Other than the lawyers, maybe they became real famous and that. Um, but it was a tragedy on all accounts. And this documentary um, takes a deep look into the racism, OJ Simpson's life, uh, like I said, the trial. And it's a very, very, very good documentary. Uh, very well done, powerful. Uh, and it's, uh, it's one of my favorite documentaries just because of that, it's, it's impact. Um, its coverage, it, it's it, uh, the way it is written, directed, and really 
I can't say enough about this documentary. I really believe it's a good one. Uh, and, you know, I mean, what, what can be said about it? I mean, it's one of those events. Um, I mean, when I was, when, the, when I was, when it happened, I was still in school. And I remember, I mean, the only thing I knew about OJ was that he was the guy from Naked Gun. And, and I didn't understand at that time why was this such a huge uh, trial. But, of course, you know, uh, later on, uh, you find out about the football years and how much he was loved because he was a loved um, celebrity. Um, and, you know, this documentary, uh, I think, just gives you light on, on how he really was. And uh, what can I say? It's a, I think you haven't seen it. And you remember the trial, you, you should see it because it's really, it's really an eye opener, uh, I believe. It's really uh, a, a big eye opener, honestly. So moving on, another documentary that, uh, that, I, that I love and that has caused a lot of uh, controversy um, is The Last Dance documentary. Um, let me see. Let's see. This one is also from ESPN, uh, but this one, the premise is, of course, uh, the big, the backdrop is that uh, on the 1998 season, uh, Michael Jordan allowed uh, cameras and other things to follow them as they went on their last dance, on their last championship run. And the documentary is a 10-part uh, documentary, and, and it covers uh, it's supposed to cover their, their, I think what really made this documentary of, uh, kind of uh, confusing was the last dance thing because the documentary uh, focuses on so much more. I mean, it covers from Michael Jordan's rise in the Bulls to the rise to the championships. And yes, the main focus is the last season, but throughout the whole series, we see a lot of um, of the history of the Bulls, and focusing maybe on the ninety to the to the end of the run as the champions. Uh, so of course, when when I say about the documentary now, of course, uh, the big bash, big back backlash uh, when it's making noise these days because of Scottie Pippen and the way he's been commenting. Um, what can I say? Uh, I have a lot. I, have, I mean, it's sad. That's the first thing I want to say. Um, because, I, of course, uh, Michael is not completely innocent, but I don't think anything in the documentary changed my perspective on who Scotty was and how important he was on those Bulls team. Uh, but what I believe people doesn't understand is that he's not Michael. And Michael, uh, yes, he had help, but at the same time, he was just so dominating uh, that you one that you can't help but give him. I mean, he he's the one that draw everyone to see it. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, and uh, we were all glued watching every Sunday when they released the, the episodes. Uh, um, I don't know. It's anyway. Forget about the controversy. I think it was a it was a well done documentary. Uh, yes, I believe it, it, I think they should have renamed it because 
the way it's titled, you kind of get the feeling that it's about a team when it's about Michael. And that's okay. I loved it. And I don't mind it. But maybe they should have changed it to Michael's Last Dance. I don't know. Just to let everyone know that this is not a documentary about the Bulls. It's about Michael Jordan. And, of course, he's part of the Bulls. So the Bulls will be part of the story. But they were not... It was not a story about the team, although, yes, some aspects of the teammates were covered. I mean, there were episodes about Kerr, Rotman, Pippen, uh, Phil Jackson. So it had its moments. Uh, but yes, I think they could have maybe added like a few moments where the team, I mean, I remember the Portland series, the last game, Michael was not playing well, and the bench kind of brought the team back, and Michael finished it. I think those kind of things, they should have mentioned them and included it, included it in the documentary just to give them, you know, uh, a little bit of a, you know, praise too. But you have to really wonder what the director was really focusing on because uh, I don't believe Michael had any control on that. I mean, he might have had control if he didn't feel he looked good to can it, but I don't believe he controlled the content. Um, because that wouldn't be, and I, I, as a director of a documentary, I don't think that's kind of uh, interesting. Because as a doc, I think as a documentary, you just want to uh, maybe take out the, 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 the secrets, as they say. Uh, so anyway, uh, great documentary. Uh, it was absolutely, I mean, I'm watching it again uh, so currently. I've seen it a few times. Um, the interviews, the stories. Uh, the footage, I mean, the memories, it's all good. The only the only thing that makes me sad, of course, is the outcome and uh, uh, what's happening with Scotty and Michael. It's sad. Uh, but the documentary was great. And uh, despite uh, what people might say about it, uh, it is what it is. And uh, it's a great documentary. Uh, so moving on, moving on. Um, another documentary that I like, it's called Blood Brothers. And it's a story of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Um, there was a time where Muhammad Ali was kind of under, maybe you can say, on uh, the Malcolm's wing, as he was learning and maybe trying to join um, Islam, the nation of Islam. Um, there, of course, is a famous film, The One Night in Miami, where it is depicted that, uh, of course, Michael left the nation of Islam and uh, and Mohammed stayed there. So what this documentary takes a look at is the effect uh, that that had on their friendship. I believe that Mohammed was not mature enough uh, to love his brother in spite of his decision uh, because I think Malcolm continued uh, to love Mohammed even if he chose to stay on the nation. Um, and the documentary is really detailed into the lives of these two men and what they were going through at the time and their relationship. Uh, and uh, it's a very moving documentary. Um, it's a very, very, very well done. Great footage, great, great insight uh, on both of those great men's lives. Uh, that's uh, kind of like a great, great, great documentary. Uh, another one that I've seen, this one, this one, it's kind of like a, I'm, I'm mentioning it more because it's kind of a, a love letter to uh, to a lot of good memories. 
And it's a documentary about the last blockbuster. It was released in 2020. Uh, I saw it on Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix film. Uh, directed by Taylor Morton and written by Sink Cam. This documentary takes a look at this little store. Um, I don't know if, uh, from where is it? Uh, on Bend, Oregon. <clears throat> it's the uh, last blockbuster, the last store. I don't know if to this day it's still open. Uh, but the documentary takes a look at, at how they struggle to keep the store open. Um, by the end of the film, the big suspense point is that they don't know if, they, if their license will get renewed so they can continue uh, having the store. I love Blockbuster. What can I say? I, I loved, sometimes I wouldn't rent, but I would go to Blockbuster uh, just to, to take a look at the racks, uh, to take a look at the old films as well as the new releases. Uh, it was just such a great time. It's such a great uh, memories. Uh, I, I don't mind digital, but I still miss going to a video store and looking at the covers and uh, I don't know. But so, so this film kind of uh, gives you, give those of us who live through that time, kind of like a memory, trip to memory lane. Uh, one those moments that we would go to, uh, to Blockbuster and just, uh, but rent a few good films and then return them in three days and rewind. Uh, <laughs> when it was VHS, we had to rewind. There was the little bit sticker. Uh, remember to rewind. Then there, then there came DVDs. And, I don't know, just great memories. And so the documentary, it's about the store owner and how she manages to kind of, uh, and of course, the documentary also takes a look uh, at the history of Blockbuster. So it's really great. I loved it. I, the last time I saw it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but it's a great documentary. I hope the store is still open. Um, and I don't know, maybe since vinyl came back, maybe Blockbuster can come back. So moving on, moving on. Um, this is another documentary that I saw on Netflix, and it was The Challenger. The Final Flight. And that's a documentary that was on Netflix. Um, it was a four-episode uh, mini-docu-series uh, directed by Daniel Jones and Stephen Leckhart. Uh, so the documentary was really interesting. Of course, I I mean, when, when it happened, I was, I mean, I remember it. Uh, not as vivid as many of uh, some of the people, but I remember the event and I remember the shock and the sadness in it, in it all. And uh, this documentary was really great because it took deep into the process of, of the, the preparation that the crew went through. Uh, they went deep into what happened, what, what malfunction was there, and the aftermath, the aftermath of what happened. Uh, they also covered that. So it was really interesting. Uh, of course, it's uh, hard to see the footage uh, but at the same time, it's just such a, it's still shocking, you know, it's still kind of like, wow. But what really impressed me or what really got me was the, the scenes of the investigation uh, that came afterwards and, uh, and the process of the, of the trials and all that. That was really, because I, I didn't know that part. It was really interesting and, and just intriguing just to see, uh, see it all unfold. Uh, so this one I think is still on Netflix because it was released uh, by Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, 
Uh, highly recommended that one. Uh, so moving on, because I have a few. I have a, um, this one is the, the two Escobars. And uh, this one is also from ESPN. And what this documentary takes, takes a look is the rise, of course, of Pedro Escobar and uh, of the football player who's, uh, let me see what was his name. Uh, Jesus, I mean, his last name was also Escobar, but I'm trying to find his first name. Um, oh, I was looking in the wrong place. Anyway, the, the, the two Escobars, one is about the football player, um, and of course the other Escobar is uh, uh, Pablo, Pablo Escobar. Um, Let me see if I can find Andres Escobar. I got the name. Uh, so he was a, a very uh, good football player. Uh, and the documentary takes a look at his life, his love of the game, and of course, uh, Pablo Escobar. Uh, we all know who he is. He was a big football, uh, soccer fan, and he built a lot of soccer uh, fields for kids and all that. And um, somehow, uh, events. Uh, for uh, these two men uh, kind of collided um, and uh, of course I think Pablo was killed first and then the documentary takes a look at uh, how one mistake cost uh, Escobar's life it's a very sad documentary also because I think when you think of Andres it's so unfair uh, what happened of course they go into different theories in the documentary uh, about why he was killed whether it was that Guy, the, the the cartel people lost a lot of money. Uh, all of that is featured in the documentary. I don't, you know, they're just theories. I'm not saying that that's what happened. Uh, but uh, it's just such a, a thing where, you know, a, an athlete that gives so much to the country and gives them glory makes one mistake and suddenly uh, just mistreated, which I think it's uh, absolutely wrong. But uh, it's a very interesting documentary. Uh, it's part of the 30 for 30 uh, films, uh, a series of documentaries that ESPN has made. Um, they have made a few. They have made a really a few few good documentaries in there. Um, so moving on, back to music. Uh, Montage of Heck. This is the story of one Kurt Cobain. Um, when I saw this documentary, it was really uh, heartbreaking. Uh, of course, I was... Uh, I was in high school when Nirvana broke and Pearl Jam. So yes, I was a fan of grunge. Um, I always preferred uh, Eddie Vedder over Kurt Cobain in terms of the writing, but I I have an appreciation of Kurt Cobain and he really looked like a troubled good person. And it's just sad uh, that he couldn't survive or get help uh, soon enough. And this documentary is really an eye opener. Uh, I mean, the footage, uh, the home footage that it contains is just so heartbreaking to see him. Uh, of course, he was a troubled child. I mean, he had a troubled childhood, uh, which is really looked on on the, on the documentary. Uh, some things hard to, to see. Others, uh, you know, 
uh, fun to see him playing with his daughter. Uh, but it's a very insightful uh, documentary and really takes you uh, deep into Cobain, Cobain's life. So uh, what can I say? It's, um, I don't know, I saw it on HBO. I don't know if, if, if it's still available on the app, uh, but it's a great documentary, great documentary. Um, like I said, it covers from his childhood to, to the tragic moment he committed suicide. I remember that day. Um, I think everyone was numb. And I remember the day that Courtney read his letter, uh, which MTV aired it live on, on a channel. It was really, it was really hard. It was really tough. Uh, but if you want to see, uh, I think it's the best source to kind of know what, what was going on with Cobain uh, and what he went through. This is, this is a good documentary. Uh, directed by Britt Morgan. And um, it, it was actually, I think Courtney Love and, her, and, and Cobain's daughter uh, helped uh, with the footage, I think. Uh, I think they, they kind of uh, So I uh, think yeah I think they uh, that that uh, they uh, gave uh, home films and, and such um, to contribute to the film. Uh, so moving on, I'm sorry I was reading something. <laughs> um, this one documentary that uh, that I absolutely I mean it has to do with music and it's Imagine John Lennon. Um, Imagine John Lennon was a documentary about the life, of course, of John Lennon. And what I love about it is that the narrator is John Lennon. Uh, it, it's John Lennon. And he's, it's narrated by him, by a lot of hours of, of, uh, uh, of footage. Um, uh, it's kind of uh, weird in the, in the sense that none of the other Beatles uh, were invited to talk in the, in the film. Um, but it was, I don't know, maybe, maybe at that time, um, I don't know about the relationships and how they were. But anyway, I was directed by Andrew Salt. I think Andrew Salt is a, a, a friend of John's. And uh, it was it was great. We, t- we take a look at John's life from his early childhood to the Beatles to, of course, the fateful day. And the footage is great. Uh, the interviews are really great. Of course, now you can find them on YouTube, but at that time, again, I, I had no access uh, to them. The soundtrack was really good. Uh, of course, it featured a lot of John songs. And of course, it's sad of, when, it, when we get to that December 8th uh, moment. Uh, but the documentary is so beautiful. Uh, John, uh, what I love about John is that he's, he's an honest, he's honest, he's not perfect. The documentary does not remove or make him look like a saint. Um, and that's what I love. It was John as he was and just taking you uh, through his life. So it was a good, good, it's an excellent music documentary. Uh, one of the best ones that I've seen. And uh, very, very beautiful, very moving. Uh, so moving on. Um, this one is one that I saw many years ago. Uh, and uh, it's called Imaginary Witness. And it's a documentary about uh, the Holocaust. 
through the eyes of Hollywood. So we, we are, what the documentary does is take us to the films that talked about the Holocaust. Now the Holocaust is one of those, one of those um, unbelievable moments in history. And it's really hard to, to see it, but at the same time, I'm really interested in learning about it. So I, I have seen a few things Holocaust related, uh, but this documentary was really interesting because it hit me on both sides. It's a, I'm a fan of movies, and this is a, a documentary that deals with films that represented what was going on from the early, or maybe a little bit uh, careful to the more uh, deeper and honest and, and stronger portrayals maybe in later years in Hollywood. Um, so uh, it's a great, great documentary, very interesting. Uh, we, we, it takes a look at the different, uh, um, of how different Hollywood approached the Holocaust throughout the years. Um, it uh, includes a lot of films. I'm gonna mention a few, uh, Black Legion, uh, Hitler's Children, The Great Dictator, uh, the classic from Charlie Chaplin, Schindler's List, uh, Singing in the Dark, Sophie's Choice. Oh, what a film. Um, and uh, it ends on a war of remembrance, which is, was an ABC um, miniseries. Of course, they should do an updated version of this because many films after this was released uh, have come. Um, so it's, uh, it was released in 2007. Uh, a lot of other films have been released after that. So um, and it's, it's, it's constantly adding because it's a theme that I think uh, would always uh, attract uh, Hollywood and films. Uh, the last one I saw was actually without Pacino, but that was, wasn't that good. It was about a, a woman who was being on trial for doing radio shows on Germany, but she was captive and she was kind of forced uh, to do them. Um, but it, was a, it was a good film, but that was the last one I saw that was kind of uh, Hitler related or Holocaust related. Uh, so that one, it's a good documentary. I absolutely love it. Uh, I mean, the film, not not the not, the, uh, not what happened. No, by all means. Um, okay, so let's move on. I, I'm I'm going on. I mean, this actually is turning out to be uh, my longest podcast, but I'm having fun. And I'm gonna do on this. I want to talk about. I want. I'm gonna name this too because they're similar. Um, and it's the Crystal Lake memories, and. Never Sleep Again, two documentaries that take a look at two of, of uh, horror's uh, biggest names. Uh, of course, we're talking about Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. Both films are long, comprehensive looks at all the installments of the films. Of course, when it comes to Friday the 13th, they have made more films, so I think it's a longer film, but it's, it's a two-part thing, it's divided into parts. Very interesting. I I have not seen them all the movies, but I love watching how they made it, the stories behind the effects, the stories behind what the what they had to edit out. Um, the story of Freddy was more interesting for me because I am a more of a I was more of a Freddy fan, so I have seen more of the of Freddy's Freddy's films. Uh, but great documentaries. If you want to see uh, how those movies were made, these are two great documentaries. Uh, there was one that was, my name is Jason, which was 
shorter, but I think it was equally interesting. But if you really want to go into the details, watch the Crystal Lake Memories and never fall asleep again. So moving on now, I'm going to go with uh, Gorilla, The Taking of Patty Hearst. This is an absolutely um, interesting documentary. It's kind of amazing, of course, what, uh, what it's about is that uh, um, the, uh, I mean, I'm looking for the, uh, anyway, it's about Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst uh, was, uh, was kidnapped uh, by the Symbionese Liberation Army. And she spent a lot of, uh, I don't know, 19 months adopted in the closet. And after that, she emerged as Tanya. And Tanya was supposed to be her, but her new uh, personality as she was now part of the Symbionese army. And there was footage of her in a bank uh, robbery. Uh, very, very, uh, it's shocking the footage because it's so real. And, uh, and the way she starts talking and the main thing is that nobody knows if she was really, uh, if she changed for real or was she just afraid for her life and she just went along for the ride. I would have to say that she was afraid for her life and maybe just subconsciously uh, just went along for the ride and just did whatever they wanted. Um, that's, that's my take on it. But it's a very interesting documentary. Again, very detailed. You can hear actual tape recordings of, of the messages uh, that Patty used to send her parents. And after she changed to Tanya, a lot of visual, a lot of great stuff. It's a great documentary. Um, I'm trying to find the details. Um, and there you go. It was released in 2004. And it's directed by Robert Stone. And it's, uh, uh, it's you know, it's, it's just takes a look at what happened until uh, it, even, it even includes uh, current things. I think uh, some of the members uh, were arrested later in life. So uh, very interesting, very, uh, to me, shocking. It was really, not shocking in terms of, oh my God, but it's really the footage is really, because you see this girl who was just this little nice little rich girl, and then she turns to this girl with a machine gun. Uh, I don't know. Really something. <laughs> so moving on, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm sorry if I'm boring you. Um, the one, next one is uh, Walk, it's Waco, Rules of Engagement. Now, what happened in Waco, Texas, was this man um, called, uh, oh my goodness. The, it was the Davidsons, was his religion, and uh, the, it was David Koresh, David Koresh. Um, he had like this little cult and they kind of rented this ranch or this place where they all lived there. Um, and when word got out of what was going on inside in terms of weapons, Koresh had multiple wives, including minors and the FBI or some kind of uh, law enforcement, of course, went to check it out. And uh, what ended up was that they ended up uh, doing a siege that lasted uh, 51 day standoff uh, between the people inside and the police outside, was, I think it was the FBI. Um, and of course it ended in tragedy. No one knows exactly if it was them on the inside or something on the outside that caused the fire. A lot of people uh, lost their lives. A lot of people died. 
Uh, very shocking event. Uh, I think both parties are to blame, uh, especially, uh, of course, David Koresh uh, for the for what he was doing there. Uh, but it's, uh, I mean, I think both sides can handle things uh, differently. And no one, especially the women and children, uh, didn't have to to die. But of course, only those who were there really know. But the documentary was really uh, really shocking and, and was interesting. And uh, really took a look at, at the events and really took a look at what was going uh, on on that siege. Um, so it's a very good one. And, and, on the, and on the subject of religion, uh, any, there was one documentary that aired on Sundance about uh, uh, the one with the Kool-Aid, uh, the People's, Jonestown, People's Town, uh, which also is very shocking and, uh, and really sad, Jesus, when you hear the audio of the people actually dying, ah, my goodness. Uh, it's just one of those documentaries where you just uh, have to see it to believe it, and when you be, when you hear it and see it, you're just in, in so much uh, heartbreak and shock. Um, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it there in terms of those two documentaries. Um, Blackfish is another documentary which I absolutely uh, fell in love with. Of course, it's a story of of SeaWorld and uh, Tilikum, which is the whale. Uh, that killed uh, Dawson. Dawson, I think, was was her name. Uh, so, uh, of course, the documentary uh, takes a look uh, at the history of captivity. Uh, but I think it focuses on Telekin um, because Telekin was involved in various incidents. Uh, but it's a shocking documentary. Uh, it's one-sided because I think SeaWorld denied to participate. So you don't get to hear their side. Only one person kind of defends SeaWorld. But I don't think it affects because what you see is heartbreaking enough. Um, and you and there's footage, there's one footage of a diver who was captured by the whale by the foot. And he survived it, uh, like the narrator said, because of, because of training and then he kept calm. But I would have been scared, really, really scared. I mean, he was dragging him up and down, and uh, of course, uh, it's 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 such a hard thing. I believe uh, there sh there should be other ways for us to enjoy nature than to have them on little cages and all that. So, um, but it's a great documentary. Like I said, the only thing, the only flaw would be that it's it's really one sided, but still shocking, interesting. And good and and a good documentary to see. So I'm going to finish with with a light one. Uh, it's kind of funny um, because it's called the shark is still working, and it takes a look, of course, at the making of Jaws and the impact of Jaws. Now, I, why I mentioned this little film is because I'm a huge fan of Jaws. Uh, I've always loved the film, and I've always liked sharks. So this documentary. It's really interesting because it takes a look at uh, how hard it was to make the film, but it also takes a look at the impact uh, that the film had. And it's really, uh, it was included on one of the DVDs that they released, but it was uh, it was really interesting. Love the documentary. I, I, if you haven't seen it and, and you like the films, 
I think it's one of the best documentaries about Jaws and those films. So those are, those are just a few. I'm sure there are a lot of documentaries uh, that I have not mentioned. Like I saw one of Hiroshima, of course, uh, other musical documentaries that are out there, uh, which are always, you know, interesting. Um, so, but anyway, I want to, I want to stop there. I mean, I think I've talked uh, long enough. I hope you enjoyed uh, me going through these documentaries. And if you haven't seen some of them, check my reviews on the webpage uh, and go see them for yourselves. And, and, uh, and, you know, I hope you, you, you're enjoying the documentaries. Uh, so anyway, take care uh, until the next episode. Uh, bye.